99 Jams Community Matters. Good morning, everybody. It's your girl, Super Cindy. I hope all of you are feeling amazing on this Sunday. And virtual community matters. You know how we're doing right about now. I hope everybody's safe and feeling blessed and happy. So this morning, I am excited to speak to a prod, well, actually an organization that is doing amazing things. On the phone lines, I have the executive director of the Miami Music Project, Miss Anya Klamala. Did I say that correctly? <laughs> Absolutely. Hi, Cindy. How are you? Hi, Anya. Good morning. How are you feeling on this Sunday? Good morning. I'm feeling great. I'm feeling hopeful today and excited to be with you. Yes. Awesome. I love that. Hopeful. Yes. I love that. So let's talk about, explain to me briefly, what is the Miami Music Project? So Miami Music Project is a, is a community-based program uh, for kids from Miami's most under-resourced communities. Uh, all of those communities where, where we think uh, Miami still has a lot of work to do to help out. Uh, and we, what we do, we go into those communities, uh, we open up uh, after-school programs, and we give kids free music instruments, and we create orchestras in those communities. Um, and through participation in the orchestra, the kids really find their own community and a team that they can work together with and they can play music together with and they really change their lives through that. So our entire mission is actually, although we are Miami Music Project and we provide music and instruments and instruction, our entire mission is actually not just around doing a music education, but really it's based on providing social development and social change to under-resourced communities that just need a little bit of boost and, and to kids that just don't have a chance very often to experience certain things and certain activities. I love that. Um, we're gonna break down exactly all the programs offered by the Miami Music Project, but let me ask you a little bit about yourself. Like when you speak, I, I can hear that you're speaking from your heart regarding this, this Miami Music Project organization. Are you musically blessed? Like do you play 30 instruments or <laughs> what is your history in music? <laughs> I think I am musically blessed. I don't play for the instruments, thank God. Um, but, <laughs> but I'm a classically trained musician and a music educator. I come from Poland originally, from a very, very small town in the south part of Poland, in the mountains. And I was blessed enough to have, uh, um, to have a grandma, grandpa uh, in my life who, when I was very little, uh, decided that I need to play an instrument, me and my sister. He said, he said, these kids have to play music because music is very important in, in their lives and maybe music will help them get far in life uh, and maybe they will be able to, to reach beyond what they know here in this little tiny town in the south of Poland. Um, so, you know, he actually organized the first piano uh, that I started playing. Uh, the truth was that he didn't have any money to buy it, but he was a very, very good carpenter. So he made this beautiful closet, a uh, wooden closet for someone. And um, he went to deliver it. And, um, you know, the guy also didn't have money to pay him, uh, but he had a piano. So they basically traded. Wow. <laughs> I love that story. Yeah. So Aww. he came back home with a piano and he said, you and your sister are going to play piano. I was six years old. Um, so I started playing and I just got, I, I got super excited about it. And, uh, you know, instead of playing with kids outside, I was practicing. And then when I was about to 15, I decided that I actually want to pursue music and go to a music school. 
Um, so I actually lived in a dorm since I was 15. Um, I had to live far from my home because there was no music school in my little village. Uh, so I really left home when I was 15 and, and I left home to pursue music and, uh, you know, music career in music. And now I'm doing uh, something that actually combines all of my passions, which is music, music education for children and also management. So I, I love that dream job. <laughs> you know, what's so crazy. Like when I first started speaking to you, I said I could hear it in your heart when you speak about music and what you're working on. And it's the truth at 15, who leaves their home at 15 for the love of music? And that's exactly what you did. That is an amazing story. Did your grandfather know how to play piano or who taught you how to play the piano? So my aunt, actually, he did not know. Uh, he, he, plays, uh, he plays accordion. He's still around. You know, he's Aww. 93 years old. Oh, bless him. Yeah, he plays accordion. He has a whole collection of accordions. But he actually never really played music professionally. And he couldn't even read music notation. Wow. So when I, when I started learning and I, you know, after I, I graduated, I actually wanted to give back. So I taught him how to read music in, in his uh, early 80s. And he was just so happy to, to do that. But, but I really learned from my aunt, who was uh, kind of like a self-trained pianist. Mm -hmm. uh, but then I, when I went to music school, I actually switched instruments because I really wanted to be part of orchestra. And playing piano gets a little bit lonely. Mm -hmm. You know, you're alone with this big thing in your room. Yeah. Um, so I switched actually to, to a bass, double bass, um, or stand-up bass, it's also called. And mm -hmm. uh, so, you know, I really loved playing in orchestra and I was part of many orchestras uh, throughout, you know, my life. Uh, I don't play so much anymore because, you know, now I run my music project and it became literally my life. Um, but yeah, but I, I and the value of the orchestra and just going back to my own music project, this is what we actually do. Uh, we believe that orchestra kind of resembles society because everybody in orchestra has a role to play and has a job to do. And if we all do our, our jobs and we do them well, it all comes together in together. a beautiful of music. Have you seen the video that has gone viral? I'm, I'm, I can't remember what symphony or orchestra it was, but they, it's like, thir like 50 of them playing music. Have you seen it? I think they do it like I every have. Sunday. I have. I've seen it. And uh, in fact, we are actually putting together something similar to that. I'll give you a little secret here. Ooh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, because we wanted to do something to celebrate the end of the school year and the fact that, you know, our, our students have been learning instruments all year and now they're learning virtually. And I know we'll talk about it more. Uh, but we are actually putting together a little surprise for the end of the school year to celebrate all of the students and all of our teaching artists who are teaching them, mentoring them. Uh, and we'll be doing something similar virtually as well. All right. So when you get that information, make sure you share it so that we can share it on 99 Jam. So let's get into the Miami Music Project. So first of all, where do the, okay, so you said the teachers, the teacher, what did you call them? The teacher? Teaching artists. Teaching okay, artists. teaching artists are what are the, what are teaching artists? So teaching artists are local professional musicians that uh, perform all over Miami and South Florida, uh, and we employ them actually as our mentors for the students. Uh, we don't call them teachers; we call them teaching artists because they have more roles than just being a teacher. They also have to be a mentor. They have to be a role model. And they're also performing artists themselves. So they really oh. share, yeah, so they really share their craft and their, uh, everything that they have learned uh, with those students. And they're on very, very high level. 
and we are you know we are blessed to work now with 65 teaching artists in our wow. program and uh, you know we are also happy and, and and honored that we can continue actually giving them work during this time because these are the artists that lost every single possible performing engagement you know there yes. are no concerts there are no rehearsals there are Nothing. no gigs bars are closed they're just not performing anywhere and i have teaching artists you know i even had a have a have a teaching artist who lost everything that all of her income and she signed up to work at whole foods because she needed a job and mm. she was super scared you know she was afraid obviously to to do that but she didn't have a choice and then my other teaching artist actually gave her half of her hours so she can also uh, have more hours and doesn't have to you know look for uh, all of these additional jobs wow. so it's just incredible to see how people are you know pulling together and and bringing the community together also among themselves uh, but at the same time supporting the most vulnerable kids in our community because that, that those are the demographics we work with so speaking of the kids where do you find the kids like are they referred to you by a school system public school system like where what areas are your children in and how do you find them to get into the program? yeah so we have a partnership with the miami-dade county public schools we've been around for now almost 11 years and the school system has been supporting uh, our efforts from the beginning so our programs take place after school in the school facilities um, you know um, in, in the after school hours oh, and okay. we work with them to promote what we do to get the information out to the community to the parents we use all sorts of different ways to do that whatever works in every community and that's how parents come through us so they mostly come through the school system but they also come obviously through our own um, you know, promotions and word of mouth, you know, the parents who already have been in the program, they refer their, their friends, their family members, you know, their aunts, uh, neighbors and all of that. Um, so we are currently based in five communities. We are in uh, Liberty City, uh, Little Haiti, Miami Gardens, Miami Springs and Little Havana. That and is our, awesome. Yeah, and our program chapters are actually community-based. So although we are based in specific schools, we actually serve kids from surrounding schools as well. So we have oh, a so model they can which, go to other school. Like, exactly. well, before the COVID-19 and the social distancing, the program was run in after-school programs at certain schools. Like everyone Correct. would meet at a certain school. Correct. After school in five different schools, but open to communities. So, uh, you know, one program for example could have kids coming from five twelve different schools um mm. in the community so it's open it doesn't have to you don't have to go to that particular school to be part of the program oh, which is okay really that's cool. good yeah, yeah 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 and so where do you get the instruments from like i know an orchestra has a lot of different components as far as what <laughs> instruments make up the orchestra yes. where do you where do you get the instruments how do you decide what child learns what instrument how does that whole thing work so we, we buy the instruments because we want the kids to have good instruments. That's what they deserve. We also have a donation program through which people can donate instruments. But I would say because of our scale, that's obviously on a much smaller, um, we get a small amount of instruments in comparison to what we actually need. Not to mention that we, we start with kids in first grade. So we actually know, we actually need all of the different sizes of instruments. Because mm. when you play a violin, you know, when you are six, it's a different size violin. When you are eight, it's different. When you are a grown up, it's different. So we start with very little ones and then you kind of grow with your instrument. So you have to keep upgrading the instrument as well. 
um as far as how the kids chose the instruments i that's my favorite one actually <laughs> because we we came up with a formula obviously based on a lot of experiences uh what do we do at the beginning of the school year when the kids sign up we do a day uh, in which we have a, a meeting with the parents and they bring the kids and we separate the two in two different rooms so one room is for parents and the other room is for kids and while the parents are learning about the program and signing all the forms that they need to go through the applications at the same time the kids get a very special presentation of all of the instruments from the teaching artists they can hear it touch it experience it and they get a paper and on that paper they have three choices that they make so they basically pick their a b and c choice by themselves oh. and we make sure the parents are kept in the other room i know i was because... gonna say it's good because they're gonna be like no pick the this get the trumpet exactly exactly <laughs> and usually what happens is parents want to pick the instrument that they always wanted to play <laughs> and it's not the instrument that the kid wants to play and what happens later is that two months later the kids want to change it uh, so we all, so we kind of make sure that doesn't happen. And please don't tell all the parents that this happens because they kind of have no idea that we trick them into it. <laughs> yeah. And the kids get three choices because it is an orchestra program. So for example, we can't have one orchestra of only trumpets or only violins. Mm -hmm. So we still have to put the numbers together as far as the roster, mm -hmm. but we guarantee that they get to perform at least one of those three choices. So A, B, or C. And do are do you have children that have been in the program from like third grade and now they're like ninth graders and they're still in it? Or how does it, do they go yes, throughout the years? Wow. <laughs> yes. So it's a multi-year program. If you join in grade one, you can actually stay with us through grade 12. We have a lot of students who have joined us in third and fourth and eighth and ninth grade and they're still with us. And we also have kids graduating. We, we have been blessed to have a 100% graduation and college rate. So all of our students who have graduated so far are, are in colleges. Wait, I have to stop you there and give you a round of applause for that. Oh. <laughs> high five, high five. Thank hey. you. No, you know, it's amazing what music really, it's not me, it's not really even us, you know, it's what music and playing an instrument and experiencing instrument, uh, uh, music making yourself, really how it changes your capacity it develops skills that are needed for success it, it develops skills that are needed to work better with others it helps you be more patient it helps you have more grit and re resilience so now you know if you can manage and practice hours and you know go through all the all the failures because it's not easy when you play an instrument there's no iphone app to download and in <laughs> one hour know how to play yeah. a violin the, it, and that's never going to happen. You have to put the hours and hours and hours of work in. So guess what happens when kids go through that? They learn how to be resilient. They learn how to be patient. They also get rewarded so they know how that feels, but they also fail. And they learn how to get up and do it again. And, and when you do that on an instrument, which is also something that it's fun, you apply all of those skills to what you do in school. So now they're learning better. They are focused better in their, their coursework in math, science, languages. They, they are more, they're better team players. They know how to collaborate with one another because in yeah, orchestra, you have what, to collaborate. Yeah, because that's what that's I was really going to say. Happens. 
Yeah, nowadays, a lot of children or kids, they're not social. Like, they don't know how to walk into a room and have a conversation with people because they're always with their noses in their iPad or in their phone. And that's what I was going to say. To be a part of an orchestra, you're like a part of a family, even though you go home and practice alone. But coming together to make the whole music sound complete has to be a team effort. So I love it's the a, fact that, yeah. Mm-hmm. It's a team effort. And also what I didn't mention our programs are a little different from the regular uh, orchestra programs for kids, which usually kids meet once a week or maybe twice a week. Our kids come every single day. Whoa. So they do practice obviously alone, but they are in their team, in their orchestra, getting instruction from us every single day. So they really, it really becomes like a family. Uh, and so what about like with it being after school, um, do like buses pick them up? Are, are they getting like a lunch and snack or like, how does that work? Cause they're there for a few hours mm-hmm. after school. Yes. Yes. So it depends on location, but in general, we provide snacks. Uh, we also provide homework assistance before they start music. Mm-hmm. So in a couple of locations where they come in, they get a snack, then they, we do homework with them and then they go into two hours of music. And we also provide busing uh, for certain of our locations uh, for those kids that cannot get to us. We have one location actually that combines kids from all the other locations once they get to certain level because we have five different levels of in advancement. So when you start, you know, you are in level one and then you go through level two. Once you get to certain level of instrument, we will actually start busing you to the, to the site in Little Havana, which is kind of like an advanced hub. And that's where you meet all of the other kids from the different locations and you become one orchestra and you play together. And it's so beautiful. I cannot tell you because you look at the orchestra and it looks like Miami. It looks and feels like Miami because you have all of these kids coming from all these different communities, from Liberty City, from Miami Springs, from Little Havana, from Little Haiti, and all of them come together in one orchestra. It's absolutely beautiful. Oh, I could just, oh, I picture it in my brain. Beautiful. So now that we've been um, struck with this pandemic that has separated all of us, social distancing, how is the Miami Music Project surviving as far as still teaching the children and practicing every day? Like, how has that worked out? So immediately after the schools were closed, we knew that we have to figure something out and we have to continue providing our kids with services. Our families, for most of the part, are already families who are at at a disadvantage. You know, these are the families who struggle the most. A lot of the parents are essential workers. A lot of the parents had multiple jobs. A lot of the parents lost their jobs, Mm -hmm. you know, jobs in hotels, in restaurants. Um, so we knew that we have to go into virtual learning, no matter what, how we have to figure it out. Yeah. So our, our board actually called for an emergency board meeting. We elected a new chair and a new vice chair, which was actually going to happen anyway in June, but we pushed it early. And we basically made a decision that we have to continue teaching the kids and, and employing our teaching artists and our staff. So our programming team got to work and they figured out how to convert the entire curriculum, which is not easy because it's an orchestra curriculum, to, be, to make it applicable online. And we basically launched the program a few weeks ago and it's been, it's been just incredible since then. You know, obviously it came with some lessons learned and you know, we had to get through the technology hoops and yeah. the connectivity. 
we even had a team of, of uh, our coordinators going to homes of the kids that we couldn't reach, that we couldn't connect with. I'm sure you heard, uh, you know, on the news that uh, obviously the school district is doing the online schooling and they are very successful with it. However, in the communities that we serve, and the school district is experiencing the same, the connectivity has been a challenge. And it yeah, Wi-Fi and, and internet. Mm -hmm. Wi-Fi internet devices. I have parents who have five kids on five different uh, levels and ages. So they don't have five laptops, you know, to do mm. the schooling. So th there's just a lot of challenges. So we, we helped out as much as we could. We sent uh, text messages. We called the parents on a regular basis. We even went to their homes. We also organized instrument distributions at the school sites uh, because a lot of kids went home without their instruments because they didn't know they were not coming back. You know, the, the closure mm. was very abrupt. So we organized uh, with the help of the principals, we organized instrument distributions outside of the school, like right there by the building. And we scheduled the parents to come in, um, you know, every 15 minutes. So nobody came at the same time and they were able to pick up the instruments. And then we just started teaching online. You know, we, we figured out how to do the technology part of it. And also how can you actually teach kids at the same time who are all playing instruments? Because I can tell you those videos that you see online where you see all the tiles and there's like 50 people playing yes. at the same time, they actually don't play at the same time. I, I hate to break it to you. Because there's, you shattered yeah. my dreams. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> there is no technology right now that actually allows for that. So they actually pre-record it and then piece it all together. Because if you were to play at the same time, like if you and I started singing right now, the same exact song, we would not be together. There would be a split second or like a half a second uh, change. Mm. So that's, that's what our main challenge was. So we actually figured out how to do it anyway. So we have classes where we have like 40 kids, all of them on violins, and they actually all playing, but you're only listening to one child at the time and they're hearing only one child or the teacher. So wow. this is how we can actually make it work. So, you know, we, we have a very creative programming team and our program director, and, and they really figured it out. And I'm just super proud that we're able to do that. And the kids have been logging in. Uh, we are giving over 300 classes every single week to our kids. That is so amazing. So Anya, if anyone is interested in making donations and helping out and finding out more information as far as enrolling um, their child in the program once the new year starts again when you're enrolling more students. Can you please give out all your .orgs, all the phone numbers, of the course. IG, the social, let everybody know where they can follow the movement. Of course. So we are on the website www.miamimusicproject.org.org. Mm -hmm. You can go there. Uh, you can also call us. Our team is working virtually but very much connected. Our phone number is 786 Four two two five two two one. That's seven eight six four two two five two two one. You can find us on on Instagram and Facebook under Miami Music Project and on Twitter at MIA Music Project because the whole name didn't fit. <laughs> so Miami Music Project everywhere else except for Twitter, which is MIA Music Project. And we also have a couple of concerts coming up that I want to yes. tell you about. Yes, uh, so please. we have a concert coming up this Sunday. We will be Facebook live on our Facebook page, Miami Music Project, at 6 p.m. So later today, to be... later today at 6 p.m., there's a live concert. 
Exactly. Well, today, exactly. Oh my goodness. Yeah. I don't even know what, what day it is. <laughs> it's okay. I mean... So on the Facebook page, Miami Music Project, they can find that on Facebook? Yes. If you go to Facebook Live, you will see an event created for the concert and you will mm -hmm. see uh, that you can uh, basically join in. And then, so that's at 6 p.m. later today. And I'm going to be uh, probably tuning in for a moment so you will be able to see me there too. <laughs> uh, but it's going to be actually our students performing. It's very cool. They're recording their own music. Uh, so you can check it out. And then on June 2nd, which is Tuesday at 6 p.m., we are doing our big season finale showcase. And that's where we are going to be celebrating the entire school year all the kids, all of the teaching artists, all of our volunteers, our staff, and we will be showcasing the kids performing. And that's where we will be also revealing a special piece of music we are preparing uh, to kind of um, give a moment of reflection of the time of pandemic and on what has been happening mm -hmm. and how we all came together to, to continue being one community and supporting the community. So it's going to be beautiful. So again, that's June 2nd, Tuesday at 6 p.m. So Anya, I just want to give you the biggest high five and clap um, for all the things that, that the Miami Music Project has brought to the table to students and young people in South Florida who probably didn't have access to instruments, music, the creativity, the art. I think what you guys are doing is amazing. Just make sure you stay connected with me and 99Jam so we could keep everybody updated with everything that you're doing. And I just, again, want to give you a high five and just be well and stay well. Thank you so much. I really appreciate it. I didn't answer another question you had about the donation, but of course you can oh, donate yes. on our website. When you go to the website, there's a huge link, a button that says donate, or you can just go to myamusicproject.org slash donate. And if you can, we really appreciate it. All of the money goes directly into this program and teaching kids online, and we cannot do it without your help. Yes, yeah, so please go to miamimusicproject.org, press that donate button. Any amount will help. And again, Thank you, Miami Music Project, for everything you do. Anya, we'll stay connected and stay in touch. And thank you for being on the show. Thank you, Cindy. Much appreciated. All the best. <laughs> Your girl, Super Cindy, Community Matters, 99 Jams.